On the dusty streets outside of Jerusalem, a blind man sat begging until one day he encountered Jesus. That day when Jesus passed by is recounted in Mark chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. That is where we will be in the Word of God today. On that day, the blind man cried out to the Lord for mercy. And he was heard. And he found favor with God for his faith. Bartimaeus, the blind beggar, had faith in Jesus. His example teaches us the nature of saving faith. What it is to to have faith in Christ. What that looks like. He was a man who knew what he needed most. He knew who could help him. And he asked the Lord for help. He knew his blindness. He knew his Savior. And he asked for mercy. What about you? What are you seeking today from the Lord? Where is your faith found? Think about these things as we turn to Mark chapter 10. And I will read Mark chapter 10 verses 46 through 52. And they came to Jericho. And as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and a great crowd... Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he's calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus began to speak and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. As Jesus leaves Jericho on his way to Jerusalem, a blind man sits begging by the road. He was a man who could not see, so he could not earn a living for himself. He was completely dependent on others for charity and guidance and protection. Could not work a trade. And so he sat on the streets like many beggars 
and he would ask people for a handout. That's what he had to do to survive. He was a man in need. And we're told that as Jesus left Jericho, there was a great crowd with him. But out of all the crowd, Mark tells us this blind beggar's name. And his story is singled out. His name was Bartimaeus, meaning worthy of honor. And he was worthy of honor. He's worthy of mention because he was blind. But he could see one thing very clearly. He saw his need. He knew that he could not see. You say, well, duh, that's obvious. But that's just it. He was in a place that he knew that he needed mercy. Help that he didn't deserve. He knew he couldn't heal himself. He knew he couldn't provide for himself, he relied on the help of others. Brothers and sisters, we must know what we cannot do. We must be clear about our neediness. There's no sense in pretending that we have none. And the truth is that. Uh, most needs, many needs we're willing to kind of acknowledge. We're willing to say, well, yes, I need help every now and again for this and that. But generally, we don't live in a place of desperate need. We don't acknowledge the need we have, even of the Lord for our very breath that we breathe. All of our needs, whether they're big or small, we're invited to bring to the Lord. There's one need above all others. The need to see. The need to see and understand the gospel, to know the glory of God. The Apostle Paul wrote, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 to 6. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. And in their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers so they cannot see. To keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. who is the image of God. For what we proclaim is not ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, with ourselves as your servants, for Jesus' sake. For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ.
There's a lot of wonderful truths in just these short verses. But the simple point that Paul is making is that apart from the Spirit of God shining in our hearts and giving us the the light of the knowledge of God, we cannot see Jesus clearly. We need His Spirit to see the truth about God, the truth about ourselves and our world. But we think in pride, I can see just fine, thank you. I can figure my way through life. I'll get to heaven okay. And we think so often that we see best when we see nothing at all. Or we see dimly. But true faith says I can't see. It says please help, have mercy. Like Bartimaeus, true faith cries out for something we don't deserve. Sight. You and I need to know our desperate condition without God. Because if we don't know I'm lost, if we can't say I'm blind, we won't ask for and receive mercy. When we don't recognize our need, Jesus becomes relegated to a forgotten corner of the house. He's somewhere there for maybe if I get into real trouble, but he's not a part of our lives. And yet we fool ourselves when we think we don't need the Lord daily. We don't need him, first of all, to save us from our sins. Secondly, to walk in the light and to see him and to worship him. Bartimaeus' need was plain to see. And he knew who could help him. When he heard, verse 47, that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Cry out. He wasn't just whispering a little bit. Maybe I need some help here. Hmm, tap the next guy on the shoulder. No, he was crying out. Have mercy. Jesus, Son of David. Somewhere he had heard of Jesus of Nazareth and he understood something about Jesus that few recognized. He understood that Jesus was the promised descendant of David, the Messiah whose throne would never end. He understood that Jesus was the son of David and he believed, though he could not see, that Jesus was able to help him. You know, he could not see one of the miracles that Jesus had done in the past. He couldn't see. He had to believe what he heard. And he did. By the Spirit of God, he had faith 
that Jesus was the Messiah who would heal the sick, the one who promised through the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 42, verse 16, and I will lead the blind in a way they do not know. In paths they have not known, I will guide them. I will turn the darkness before them into light, the rough places into level ground. These are the things I do, and I do not forsake them. This is what the Lord says. What about you? Do you believe that Jesus alone can open your eyes to see God? To see Him more and more? Do you believe that He alone can make you whole? Or is it something else you want? Bartimaeus didn't wait. He didn't sit there going through a pile of other options thinking, hmm, maybe I'll try this and then I'll, maybe I'll try that and then maybe after I'll try Jesus if that doesn't work out. Or he, he wasn't weighing all these options like we so often do where we, we go to this and then we go to that. He went to Jesus. Lived long enough as a blind man to know there was no other hope for him, and we would do well to remember that. That we have no other hope. He knew what he needed, and he knew the one who could help. You see, he saw that Jesus is Lord, and it's when we see that Jesus is Lord that he is the one promised in the Old Testament such wonderful promises as. Isaiah 42 there and Isaiah 35 also speaks of healing of the blind and the lame and the mute. This is the God who had said, I will come and I will redeem you. And so because he knew who his Lord was, he cried out to him for mercy. He asked for that help that he knew he didn't deserve because he knew one who offers mercy free of charge. Now the crowd had a different approach, a different idea of Jesus. Many rebuked him, verse 48. They told him to be silent. But he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Bartimaeus did not give up seeking Jesus because he saw Jesus as his only hope. He didn't listen to the crowds. As usual, the crowds were wrong. You find yourself always following the crowd, always following what people think what pleases people, you will often find yourself wrong. They had a wrong view of Jesus. A Jesus who had no time for the unimportant and the disabled. 
they would have said that Bartimaeus was cursed by God. Is in their understanding of God, that is what it meant to be blind or lame. That their view of God is not the right view. Very quickly we see who our Lord is. Because he heard the man's cry. And he called Bartimaeus. Verse 49, he said, he stopped and he said, call him. Here he's on his way out, ready to go to the next place. But he stopped. He tells the people to call back to Bartimaeus. And they call him and they say, take heart, he's calling you. Quite a change all of a sudden. Now that Jesus says, oh, now we'll, we'll call Bartimaeus. We need to hear what Jesus says to people who cry out for mercy. To be as the crowd was the second time and not the first. To tell people, be encouraged. He's calling you. That's the call of, of the Christian to those that are in need. To point them to Jesus. Jesus called Bartimaeus because he is the Lord who hears the cries of the poor and the blind and the needy because he came to seek and to save the lost. He came to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. He delights to answer those that trust in him. That's who he is. He's not one of many options to try out. He's not a God who's in the business of helping those who help themselves. But those who are willing to seek mercy from him. He is the Lord who reigns on high. And rescues the humble. Is that the Jesus that you serve? Is that the Jesus that you worship? That you claim to know? This God of mercy who calls out. To those in need. Bartimaeus responds in verse 50. And throwing off his cloak. He sprang up. And came to Jesus. And Jesus began to speak. And said to him. What do you want me to do for you? Bartimaeus is ready to go. And when he gets to Jesus. Jesus. Asks him, 
to tell him his request in person. He's heard Bartimaeus crying out to have mercy. He knows that he's seeking help. He knows his need, but he asked Bartimaeus to to voice it, to make his request known, to make it plain. In our pride, we like to walk around issues. We like to ask for help without appearing like we asked for help. So we ask it vague. I just need a little bit of help, maybe. Uh, you know, um, Bartimaeus is past that. He knows his desperate need, and so he speaks plainly. But I think it's striking that Jesus asked the same question just prior. He asked it of James and John who came to Jesus. They said, can you do what we want, Jesus? He said to them, what do you want me to do for you? Do you know what they answered? Said, we'd like to sit at your right and on your left, Jesus. They wanted power. They wanted position. They wanted glory. And you know what the people answered when Pilate asked them, what do you want me to do? They said, release Barabbas the robber, the thief, and crucify him. Crucify Jesus. How we answer that question matters a great deal. Jesus asked it of those that come to him. What do you want me to do for you? Is it glory that you want? You want Jesus to be done away with? You have no need of him? Or like Bartimaeus, you say, let me recover my sight. I want to see. I need you. Jesus responded to Bartimaeus. Go your way. Verse 52, your faith has made you well. He answers when we ask for mercy. When we seek him as one who knows that we do not deserve a place at his table. And he is ready to give you the kingdom. when we think we have it all together we just come wanting more more for our pleasure more for our happiness more for my reputation there will be no mercy that's given 
Jesus hears those who trust in him, knowing their need and coming to him for mercy. Now the result in verse 52 is that immediately Bartimaeus recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Bartimaeus left everything to follow Jesus. He didn't have much, just a cloak to keep warm at night. As we saw already in verse 50, he threw off his cloak. And now he's ready to follow Jesus. The true miracle is not that Bartimaeus received his physical sight, but that he saw the glory of Christ, that he saw his master as worth more than anything else. Over the centuries, many people have sought help and received help from Jesus. But the truth is that not all have seen Jesus as the true treasure. This is the story of the ten lepers. I believe it's ten. And out of all of them, only one came back and said thank you. Many people add Jesus to their lives. Pull out Jesus from under the bed when I need him. But don't follow him as Lord. Aren't willing to, to just lay it all out there for him. Other people make Jesus out to be someone different than he says he is. To many, that Jesus is, is the, the Jesus of the crowds who has no place for those people that are beneath me. Those people that don't have their life put together, they're not worth it. They have no mercy like the Lord of mercy. Or to them, Jesus is not He's not the Lord God. He's a weak Jesus. A Jesus that can do nothing for you. Such is not faith. To add Jesus to your life. To change Jesus to be the Jesus that you want him to be is not faith. To give everything you have to Jesus. That is faith. To trust Him because He's a God of mercy. Faith acknowledges one's poverty and blindness without Jesus. That's who I am without my Lord. I'm nothing. You have no reason to listen to me or Follow me if it wasn't for Jesus. He's the one who makes me who I am. Faith 
also acknowledges Jesus' lordship in word, like Bartimaeus crying out, Son of David, have mercy, but also in action, as when Bartimaeus followed. Many people say, Lord, Lord, in word, but they may not follow. They're in it for what they can get, not for the Lord. What about you? What are you seeking? Do you want to see? You want to see God? Do you want to follow Jesus? Is your prayer like Paul that having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, you would know the hope to which he called you? The riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe. That's Paul's prayer. He also prays that you might understand and have the strength to understand with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth of the love of Christ. That's Paul's prayer for the church. That's my prayer also. That you and I, like Bartimaeus the blind beggar, would acknowledge our desperate need and cry out to Jesus for mercy as the one who is our only hope. The blind beggar Bartimaeus saw. He saw his desperate need. He saw his Savior. He recognized Jesus as the Messiah, as the only one who was able to help him see. And he asked for mercy. 